Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm. All right, straight deadline day in the NBA. You heard the update. You'll hear from Dan Beyer later on in the hour. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. For the latest lines in the world of sports, check out Bet Rivers Sportsbook. It's the most trusted name in online sports betting. It must be 21. President Colorado, Indiana, Illinois. Pennsylvania to play. Ryan Leaf upcoming this hour as well. So will Micah Parsons, superstar for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's check in, though, with Coach Prime, two-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer, and uh, he's synonymous with Super Bowls. Now, of course, coaching college football at Jackson State University. The great Deion Sanders joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Coach Prime, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, when I say Super Bowl, to a guy who's won two of them and and widely considered the greatest cover corner and return man of all time. When I say Super Bowl, what comes to your mind? Um, the world's largest event, the world's largest stage. Excitement, electricity, um, opportunity, one shot. You won one with San Francisco. You won one with great Cowboys teams. Wh- which one do you take more ownership in? Which, which one brings more yeah. pride to your heart? Yeah, Fran. San Fran, because they had to get over the hump. They had to get over the hump of the Cowboys. And uh, we did that. In ch- the championship game was really the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think some people some people would say that the, that, the, uh, that the Rams and the Niners, right, it's much the same way, right? Is, that, is, it, is it possible that we're looking at the exact same thing, where the Rams getting over the Niners finally, who they lost six games in a row, and some people think that's the Super Bowl. Is that a fair way to look at this game? No, definitely not. Not when you have uh, the excitement and electricity that Joe Burrow brings. And there, shoot, man, that's Cinderella, man. That, that slipper had to come off yet. These guys keep winning and winning. They keep overcoming adversity. Uh, the defense is playing its butt off. They're not getting much attention because of uh, the success of Burrow and Chase. But these guys have earned it. And uh, it's, it's not a cakewalk. The Rams are a home field advantage, but they're going to have to play some ball. Um, who does Joe Burrow remind you of? Nobody. He reminds me of Joe Burrow. That's that's interesting because there you know there's always going to be people like well he's got a little Joe Montana to him he's got a little this to him he's got a little that uh, that that to him what sets him apart what makes him unique? Um, his his I think he feels as though he's always been an underdog. I mean he he you know he had to leave Ohio State and go to LSU win a job there and he he did he did his thing then he gets to the pros and blows his knee out now he's in another adverse situation and comes back and performs the, the kid is a winner man and he just keeps on proving that and I, I, I like the way he goes about his job Tom Brady retired um, obviously you retired you actually came back and, and, and played with, with the Ravens he kind of left the door slightly cracked open um, where he said you know he didn't want to commit to you know unequivocally he's done done he just feels like he's done now What's that like when you still, like, look, when you walked away, you still had plenty of juice in the tank to do it. 
obviously when you came back, you, you still had it. What's that like to walk away knowing you can still perform at a high level? It's different. Um, when I walked away, because I, I, I didn't want to play for um, Schottenheimer. I, I didn't want to do that. And uh, it wasn't a good situation there. Even the owner, Dan Snyder, <laughs> we talked about that, and we had a wonderful agreement to just walk away. So I, I walked away, and I really wasn't done I, mentally. Tom, um, I, I feel like he mentally and emotionally, he's done. He still has it. But he's walking away different extremes, man. It's because he wanted to. I really didn't want to. I just didn't want to play for this particular guy because I know it wasn't going to be a productive situation. Um, uh, I, I don't feel like he'll return. I, I don't feel like he'll return. Okay, what about Aaron Rodgers? There's a lot of talk of he just Aaron Rodgers he, not walking away. He's, he's he's not Aaron Rodgers still has something to prove, man. He he Aaron Rodgers still is in Tom Brady's shadow, man, in, in the generation. So he still wants to prove that he's the guy. Right, but is it in Green Bay, right? Like what what is if yeah. if if he calls up Coach Prime and he's like, Prime, listen, I can stay in Green Bay. We can bring back Devontae, but you're always going to be kind of limited here in terms of the guys around me. Okay? That's a lie. I, I'm, I'm just I'm, listen. I'm 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 giving you I'm I'm giving you the possible conversation, right? A a theoretical conversation between coach between Aaron Rodgers and you. Again, theoretically, he says I could stay or I could force them to trade me. What would your advice be? Stay. It's not always greener, man. It's not. It, 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 the, the other woman is not always better, man. Stay at home. Keep the marriage. That girl on the side is a side chick for a reason, man. <laughs> she, he don't want to go do that. He don't want to go do that. Not at this age and stage in his career. He, he does not want to go do that. It, it was extreme circumstances with Tom Brady and the Patriots. That's different, man. He don't. He don't want to go do that. Another guy who's playing around with that is, is, is Russell Wilson, man. It, these guys don't understand, man. I, in the history, I, what is it? Only Favre, probably Steve Young. It's not too many, like, quarterbacks that were great that went on to another place that they were still great. That really don't happen. Uh, well, it, well, on Peyton. Okay, Peyton. Montana, yeah. Montana didn't get to the Super Bowl, but they did get you know deep in into the playoffs with the with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Rivers, it, Rivers. I'll, I'll go through them real quick. Um, Elway stayed. Okay, Favre obviously left. Got to the NFC Championship game in in, in Minnesota. Marino stayed. Um, I'm trying to think. Big Ben obviously stayed. So it, it is. It's almost Philip Rivers left, but he was at the end of his his run. Didn't work out in Indy. So there's. There's some success. There's 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 some failure. Manning obviously is the one that I think people would point to as, hey, he left. Then he threw 50 touchdown passes, new place, won a Super Bowl, and walked away. I think, and then of course Brady more recently. Like two, those are two of the all-time greats where it did work out for them. Yeah, but the circumstances are different in leaving. It's one thing to leave because you're out, you're forced out. They closed the door on Peyton Manning. They closed the door on Tom Brady. They closed the door on Philip Rivers. This guy is leaving because he wants to leave. That, if that happens, that's different, man. Brett Favre was pushed out. 
That's different. These guys left because they had to, not because they wanted to. That's different. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Obviously, your recruiting class at Jackson State has everybody in the football world talking. My question to you is, look, there have been plenty of stars that have come up playing at HBCUs and gone on to stardom, gone on to Hall of Fame careers. But a, a, a young player like a, like a Travis Hunter, how, how can he be pushed, not just by you, but in terms of the competition on a daily basis at practice and, of course, on a week-to-week basis when you're playing in games, considering you're not playing the top-level um, uh, Division One schools on a weekly basis? As a guy who played the position and understands what it takes, how, what, what would be your pushback on, I, I've said it, on how does he challenge himself every day in practice? How does he challenge himself every Saturday in games? I know talent when I see talent. I know what talent looks like, feels like, um, is. So we just have players, and my son said it eloquently last year at the uh, media day. These guys that play for us are at the HBCU level because of what they chose. It's not because they had to. So we're talking totally different languages that we talk. First of all, we have a coaching staff that has like 70, over 70 years of NFL experience and coaching at the NFL level and playing. Then you have guys that you compete against every day in practice that are really pros. I'm not just saying that because they're on my team. They're really pros. Uh, it's unfortunate that the NFL turned a blind eye on HBCU football until recently. This year, I think we're projected to have five in the swag period. Five to ten guys drafted. I think that's a moderate number, and it should be adequate, and that's a wonderful start because we're not getting exposure as some would. But the guys that play for us are there because that's what they chose, not because it was mandated. They had to. So Travis Hunter is going to get opportunity versus the best uh, Every, it, the challenges is, is of that nature what's it like to coach your son um, I don't know what it isn't like to coach my son I've coached him their whole life ever since they put on their first helmet and the first pair of cleats I've always coached them so I, I don't know what what it's like not to coach them I, I, I love it I'm, I'm, I'm tough I'm not a I'm not a trophy dad that, you know, they get trophies when they just participate. I'm not like that. I'm not built like that. I'm old school, man. I was coached sure. by Mickey and that, that's, that's my guy in the Florida state who, who taught me uh, to be who I am on that field, man. He, he taught me these in and outs of, of football and, and how to motivate and inspire and encourage and how to love as well and be compassionate to players. So that's the mode I have. But when he, you know, like, look, he had a great season. He struggled in the Celebration Bowl. What are what are you like when you guys get a chance to chop it up afterwards a couple days later? What's that like in terms of father-son relationship and bringing in the fact that you've always been his coach as well? well we eat every Sunday. Like if we play on Saturday, we have breakfast uh, that next morning. We go over everything. Even after the Celebration Bowl, it was like, okay, what can we do? Uh, well, I know what I could do as a coach. I can get a, a better offensive line for one, so you know I'm running for your darn life. And we have a running game and stability and, and balance offensively. I get with another coordinator, so we could we can do better at uh, 
calling plays and game planning. I could do my part. Now, for your part, what can you do? I could take the check downs. I could, I could see the coverage just a little better and uh, just take what they give me instead of trying to force it down the field. Um, protect the ball a little more when I'm scrambling. See, those are the conversations that we have. And they're real conversations because I don't pacify him just because his last name is Sanders. He has a tremendous responsibility. This guy's a freshman that led us to um, Swag Championship and, and led us to uh, the Celebration Bowl as a freshman. You know, yeah. and threw for um, what three thousand yards, man. So, shoot, this kid has a tremendous future ahead of him. We just got to keep giving him the pieces around him so that he, he can be successful. Uh, there's, a, there's a new Gillette product, Gillette Labs Razor with an exfoliating bar. Okay? I, love the way, man, I love the way you presented that. It, it gives a shave as quick and easy as washing your face. It's unbelievable. The nationwide launch is happening at the Super Bowl. You got to check out the acti- activation Santa Monica. Go to Gillette.com slash skate. Um, one of the many reasons I partnered with Gillette, first of all, I shave daily. And, and this is not just a a endorsement this is something that i do and i love what they present the newest launch the gillette labs razor man i i love it i embody it i use it on a daily basis my kids use it i taught them how to shave years and years ago and keep their face smooth and and bump free yeah no and bumps can't have the bumps can't have can't bump. have the bumps you got to shave in the same direction. That, that's why you got to really understand your face. So I love it. And Gillette showing up at the Super Bowl in a big way, man. They, I wish I could be there to celebrate with them, but uh, it's a nationwide launch, and I, I just can't wait. They they're doing this immersed roller skating rink, man, featured with uh, at the athletes' appearances, appearance uh, appearing. I'm sorry, yeah. pop up shops, man. Everyone should go check it out, man, to see their moves, man. I, I would love to be there, I promise you, but I'm not as mobile as many. So that's the only reason I'm not in California right now. I'm, I'm barely, I just started walking again uh, last week. I, I, Coach Prime not being able to, 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 to walk the halls here of Radio Row and not being able to saunter into a Super Bowl. It doesn't seem right that you got a problem with that wheel. you got to get that right real quick. Last, last thing i got to ask you, okay? As you know, styles come back in. Right. If you're watching hoop, guys are back wearing the short shorts. Right. Even Air Jordan ones are are the hottest thing. The biggest and most important question anybody's going to ask you this week is this. Will Jerry Curls come back in? Never. Never. (laughs) Why not? Curls is probably the twist. That's taking the place of the curls. When the guys twist their hair, that makes me sick. I'm going to tell you what gets on my nerves in a meeting. I'm a coach. And when I see a dude playing in his hair, I get mad. I get upset. And I have to control that. A man shouldn't be playing in his hair in a team meeting. Nope. No. Nope. And, and, and and I've seen the videos. No phones, too. Get off those phones as well. The phones, they, they zap their brains. They become zombies as well. Who do you call in before a game? Who, who, we have a five-minute rule. I give you five minutes time. We hit the locker room. Get all your shots. Do your things. I have cameramen galore. I think we have 10 people on the media team. And pictures, they get pictures for them. They, they put them, download them. They can go get them. But now I got three idiots on the phone before the game. Like they're calling their girlfriend saying, watch me or something. It's, it's ridiculous. This generation is unbelievable with, this phone, with these phones, man. They're, they're, just, they're just trying to make it for themselves the way you made it for yourself, but they forget the fact that the reason you made it for yourself was because you're the greatest cornerback of all, of, all, of all time. That, that's why, where the attention came from. 
I was locked in. I was focused on the job at hand. I wasn't focused on sending a last-minute picture to the gram. Even though we didn't have the gram, I was watching film right up until kickoff, man. I was locked in. So it, I, I can't expect these kids to be me or anybody I played with. I got to expect them to be them. But I just still – I got to give them the tools of success, man. I got the tools of success. I got to be their navigational system. And I got to teach them how to shape, by the way. Thanks so much, Coach Prime. Uh, get, get, get well. well. We'll see you next year at the Super Bowl. I appreciate you, Doug. God bless. Uh, say, same to you, Coach Prime. And I got to teach him how to shave. Like, he, he hit the plug at the end, too. How good is, how good is he? Um, Ryan Leaf is going to join us, of course. W- what an up-and-down career and a bounce back now in the media. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to him about the entirety of the journey. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Micah Parsons upcoming in about 10 minutes. First, though, first, though, let's. Uh, bef- oh, OK, we'll get to Dan Beyer with an update on everything you need to know about the NBA trade deadline in a second. But uh, he's been on the show before. He's got his own podcast. Uh, he is the picture of a guy who has great fortitude in life. And he's Brian Leaf, and he joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you again. Tell me about, uh, tell me about your, your pod. When, when, you, <laughs> when you do a pod with the, with the Believe Sports Network, how do you... Like, are you are you breaking down games? Are you telling life stories? Everybody does something different within their own pod. Well, it, it's it's a standalone deal, right? It's it. Uh, Kevin Connolly, uh, I don't know if you were an Entourage fan or not. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So he, him and I became close friends. Uh, he wanted to produce uh, something meaningful that had uh, the ability to uh, exist longer than just you know a week in the podcast world. So we had talked about me telling my story from beginning to the end where we're at and we did it in uh in 10 e- parts 10 episodes and uh it's uncensored it's raw it's vulnerable it's transparent there's some things of course that i've never spoken about that plenty of people have spoken about over time that uh, and and we did it and it's been incredibly overwhelming to see the the response uh how we're helping people and and i told him that i said well this is this is something we can really help people with and he didn't fully quite understand that until he listened to the first you know you know few episodes that we put together and he he understands it now um I'm, is, I'm going to take a guess, okay? And if I'm way off, just go like, no, you're wrong. I have no problem with that. That when, as a friend, he starts talking to you about it, you're like, I love it. And then there was probably a moment where you're like, wait, do I really want to do this? And maybe even in the process of telling the story, there were some moments in which it didn't feel great. And then ultimately when it was done, you're still kind of, it's time to sit, and then when people start to listen to it. I, I've spoken so publicly about it. Yes, but the intricate details of it, as you're, you're talking about, some of this, this stuff is had for, to be hard. It, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's emotionally draining. No, anytime I go share my story in that, in that space, it's, it's difficult. So, yeah, at some of the nights, like some days, like we recorded like 25 hours worth of content about a year ago when we started doing this. And um, 
on one of those days where, especially my time in prison, we talked about that. That was probably a, a day where we only could re- record an hour, an hour and a half of stuff. Were there other days where we were able to sit in there for five hours and kind of dig deep into some things? Um, but that's what it's about. And then, and anybody who's listening to it, who's going through some similar struggles or, or any kind of adversity, that's the cool thing about it. You can listen to this to tomorrow, or you can listen to this ten years from now, or twenty years from now. It's not going to matter. It's going to be relevant no matter what because of uh, it's it's a it's a flawed human being trying to be better every day. If you had been this person before you were drafted by the Chargers, what would your career have been like? Well, I probably would have been pretty successful, you know, ability to deal with failure on a, on a better level. Um, but I don't know if I would have ever, you know, as a human evolved. You know, I may, I may have been successful in the NFL, but, you know, I'm 45-year-old, you know, jerk with a couple Super Bowl rings. So, and I don't, I don't want to hang out with that guy, right? And, uh, and I'm incredibly grateful for everything that's happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't have this life experience i wouldn't be who i am today so it's a bit of a slippery slope i wouldn't i'm grateful for everything that's happened i wouldn't recommend it but yeah. but i'm grateful for <laughs> yeah. it yeah listen like just because i'm grateful doesn't mean i recommend my my, recommend my, path. my path my path you mentioned on how it's it helps people i'm guessing there's been there's somebody uh, can you think of somebody who's come up to you or texted you or called you or posted something to you that uh, to this moment still it's like I, i'm it, it's an absolute gift that you're able to share with people that's helped them. Uh, you know, I leave my uh, direct messages open on all my social media platforms, and I was just looking for one. You would not. I have thousands of messages here that I have to get back to and do things that the the podcast is impacted. The I couldn't believe the amount of people that started listening to it, and it, and then not only listen to it, but then they they binge it. Like they'll listen to it for the the six hours. Uh, of content that it is and then and send me a message and some of them are going through difficult times and say this part was meaningful and i would have never had that impact doug ever if i'd have if i'd have been just a a good football player ever and uh that's meaningful because there had to have been a purpose that came out of all of it it just couldn't have been uh this horrid ride through hell uh and then to come out the other side for not to be more meaningful down the line how do you manage your addictions today I don't the addiction side of it I don't worry about. I'm about 10 years sober. It's not that. It's it's old behavior, right? I mean, example. Okay, uh, ego, right? I I had to be humbled in a way where I went to a prison cell. I'm now sitting on Radio Row and I'm, you know, I'm a broadcaster. I'm calling games for ESPN. I'm I'm traveling the the world to to be an analyst and stuff like that. And that podium uh, that pedestal rises, right? And, and and why not? Why won't my ego start to creep back into it? Like it, this and but, all of it can never be about me but, again. But you have to. You do have to have an ego. You have to, or maybe I'm confident in what I yes, do. But yes. I, but I also understand that like the foundation of who I am and what I do is about service to others, and that allows me to do all these other things. But it also one of the things that should allow you to do all these things is you were a great player, right? right? Like let's not get it twisted. No, that's what got my foot in the door and all I, of this. I, under- yeah. I, under- I understand. Okay, but there is. It's like you call you've called yourself you know, the biggest bust of all time or whatever, right? It's the name like, of my podcast. I I understand, but there's also 
you wouldn't have been that bust unless a ton of people thought this guy is real, real talent. Well, it's a huge reason why we called it that. We wanted to kind of take the power away from that yeah. and show people that, like, and, and during the during one of the, the episodes, I talk about, hey, there, how can you be a bust if there's only 27,000 of you ever in the 100 years of football? Correct. It, it doesn't exist. And our peers don't call each other that. And really, a lot of times, even the media peers that I'm close with never would use that word with me. It's a lot of times fans and people who are on a just kind of chirp about things and stuff like that. So uh, I, I named it that because I'm a businessman yeah. and I knew it would sell better. It's good. And, and I just I just did. And uh, Kevin thought for a while, like, why are we going to? I said, this is going to this is going to be uh, an easier way for us to sell it. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of, of Ryan Leaf. The biggest bust of all time is, in fact, is, in fact, a podcast. Can we talk a little bit about the game? Yeah, let's do it. OK. Um, I, I how does Joe Burrow doing this? I, I have no idea. When, every game I've gone, this this offensive line is too porous. It's going to cost them. And, and all my common sense and everything that I see as an analyst, I'm watching this game, and there's no way that that defense doesn't wreck Joe Burrow. Like Aaron Donald at one point doesn't stick his helmet right in the ribs of Joe Burrow, and Joe goes down. That's. But for whatever reason, I'm still like, I think the Bengals can win this thing. And I don't know how it's happening so that's the that's the 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 aura of joe burrow and what he's been able to accomplish in cincinnati i don't know if it runs out this weekend i still haven't decided i need to know if cj uzama is going to go that's a big part of all this because he can stretch down the middle where where the Rams have been really weak at is in that middle area right behind the linebackers and in front of the safeties and that's where cj can can be a problem for you okay uh other side is matt stafford who uh, struggled all those years at times in terms of wins and losses with Detroit. They went to the playoffs a couple of years. So it's not like it was all woe is me, but there were some lean times as well. Um, it's interesting. It's, it goes from he had to prove himself and he had some moments late in the season where he wasn't great uh, under duress. Some of that was the offensive line. And then, of course, he made some great throws in the playoffs. He did have the one to Tart that was like an arm punt that if, if Tart catches that ball. They're not in the game. It's a different, it's, right? That, yep. It's how close it is in the sport is one play and you're the worst. And instead now you've got a chance to be a Super Bowl champion. How, how do you think they match up against the Bengals defense? Uh, I think they match up really well. Yes, you know, Sean McVay, he sits in 11 personnel all day long, right? Uh, for you out there, that's that's one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. And they move Cooper Cup around. And I always ask the question, and people are wondering, because everybody in the stadium knows Cooper Cup is going to get the football. Yet he still gets open. That's how good he is at running his route tree and how Sean McVay schemes up the offense and puts him in different positions. Sometimes lines him up just about a yard outside the tackle, and he's able to use both hemispheres of the football field, get all over the place. And that's where they've been really successful, the relationship that he's built with Matthew Stafford. I will say this, though. There, is, there isn't more pressure on any team, any player, than it is on the Rams and Matthew Stafford simply because of what they've done. They mortgaged their future for a championship now. They went and got Von Miller obj during the regular season if they don't win the super bowl on sunday this season is going to be considered a failure is that fair it's not fair but it's the truth because it'll be exactly the same place they were in 2018 when they thought they needed to go get a different quarterback in matthew stafford and they couldn't do the same thing when they had jared goff it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a fascinating fascinating potential perspective potential 
thing. Like I would say, you get to the Super Bowl, you it's a success. Yeah. It's a success. Yeah, me right? too. Me too. But um, the optics that everybody's going to be looking at through, especially with like Jimmy Garoppolo being a pass away from being a Super Bowl champion, you are looking for that next step. I don't think if you watch the season and go, "Oh, Matthew Stafford isn't the answer there." He definitely is. The, the podcast is called Bust. Okay, download it. It's on the Believe Podcast Network. It's Ryan Leaf. You see him on ESPN calling games. You hear him uh, on, on radio as well. He fills in as well with, with, with Rich Eisen with us here at iHeart. It's great to have you. This is an awesome podcast. Thanks so much. You bet. Thanks for having me. It's always uh, good to see you. That's the one and only Ryan Leaf. Let me get you to Dan Byer and get you an update on everything with NBA tr- trade deadline day. We joked about the deal zone yesterday, but that's when deals get done and where deals get done as the 76ers have sent Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks to the Brooklyn Ladies Nets. Ladies and gentlemen, we have entered the deal James zone. Harden. Please put your seat back up and trade tables up as well. Thank you. Now, as part of the deal, James Harden will opt in on the final year of his contract for next season. Just one of many deals. That was by far the biggest, but the Bucks acquired Clippers forward Serge Ibaka in a four-team deal that sends down Dante DiVincenzo to the Kings. The second overall pick from the 2018 draft, Marvin Bagley, will go to Detroit as part of that deal. Dallas has sent Kristaps Porzingis in a second rounder to Washington with Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans going to the Mavericks. Wizards also sending forward Montrez Harrell to Charlotte. Celtics acquired Derek White from the Spurs and also traded Dennis Schroeder to Houston. The Athletic reports there's a gap between the Ravens and quarterback Lamar Jackson when it comes to the terms of his new contract. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is is the new is the trusted name in online sports betting must be 21 must be present in colorado illinois indiana and pennsylvania to play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER commissioner rob manfred said that there's no change with the status of spring training as the lockout continues says both the league and union are in agreement on a universal dh kh lee leads the waste management open at six under par brooks kepka just won back after a five under round of 66 doug back to you doug gottlieb show here on fox sports Radio. Um, all right, uh, Micah Parsons, the best defensive rookie in the NFL, maybe the best rookie in the National Football League this season. We'll talk to the Cowboys star about what it was like to almost lose his defensive coordinator and what it was like to lose to the San Francisco 49ers. That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On on game we're going to be sharing our real life experiences loaded with teachable moments listen to up on game with me lavar arrington tj hushmanzada and plexico burris on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast from Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Better Sportsbook. Better is the trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to, to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, without any question, the best young defensive player in football has to be Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think anybody questions that. Anybody? No. Uh, he's Micah Parsons. He joins us on behalf of Pizza Hut here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I want to work backwards with you, Michael. Okay, so listen, most people do the plug at the end, but I've seen this, the spicy lovers, right? Truth is, we're sitting around, my son and I, watching the NFC Championship game, and I was like, what do you want to eat? 
And he's like, I want a pizza. I want a Pizza Hut pizza. So I look on the app and I see Spicy Lovers. And I didn't, I, I didn't try the Spicy Lovers, right? There's the Meat Lovers. There's Pepperoni Lovers. I saw Spicy Lovers. He didn't want the Spicy Lovers. He didn't even get the pepperoni. He just wanted regular pepperoni pizza. Um, is, there, is this your favorite flavor? Is there another one or another style that you like? Well, I'm a meat lovers guy. Yep. All through and through. And then they came up to me and talked to me about the spicy lovers. I said, oh, well, let me try it. You know what I'm saying? So through the break, I had me a couple of slices and I just can't keep my hands off it. So I think spicy lovers might be taking the top nowadays. Really? Yeah. So so in the in the Pizza Hut pizza hierarchy, it's spicy lovers, then meat lovers, and then pepperoni, pepperoni lovers. lovers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you have to have some sort of meat. It, the meat helps the cheese. Yeah. Right? I don't. I know they use the same cheese when they just do cheese, but the cheese tastes different when there's it no does. meat on it. And this actually has pepperoni on it, too. Right. So you're getting the best of both worlds. It's just the, the sauce is spicier. It's a little spicy. Got some peppers. And if you really want it spicy, we got the, the fiery flakes. flakes. Fiery flakes. So it's, it's a, it'll, like, how spicy is it? Um, average, it's probably like four out of ten. Right. It got the, so it's like so in it's the, enjoyable in the, in, the, in the wing in the wing spice level, right? There's mild, there's medium, and there's hot. So it's like more of a medium, a mild, mild, more mild, 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 medium. Mild. It, got, it like it got the kick, but it's enjoyable. It's it's just so enjoyable. It's flavorful. But then you know, if you want to try the spicy challenge, we could do that for you. What's the spicy challenge? I got these flakes. Yes. I got these. You said your star. Yes. This fresh warm pizza. Yes. I'll pull you off a slice. Yes. I will dump these flakes off until you know I feel. I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Perfect. You do that while I ask you a football question. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, what was the experience like of watching how your guys' season ended? Man, it was so tough, bro. Cause. You know, we all expect to go further. We expect to be playing in the game next flakes. week. That's a lot of flakes. And we expected <laughs> to do higher things. You're trying to things. kill me here with all this flakes. Bro, look, that, that is. This is the spicy challenge, bro. Like, is that I, really the spicy you, challenge? Like, yeah, this is my thing. Okay. So I'll have a bite of it. Go ahead. And so I'll bring go, you go some ahead. napkins. Go ahead. I appreciate that. And, it, and, it, and it's tough because, you know, we wanted to go to the higher level. You know what I'm saying? So we got to do better. When you guys, I'm going not I got a little kick to it. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. It's it, it's, it's coming. Yeah. It'll the sneak flakes, up on you. The flakes got into your nose a little bit. What happened with the flakes? Yeah, you know I mean, it's, it'll sneak up on you. We good. Mm-hmm. Mine, mine. That's good though. That's You're gonna get a gift card if you win, huh? You're gonna get a gift card if you win. Oh, I'm gonna win. My my mouth's a little bit, a little not on fire, but it's starting to smolder a little bit. Okay, but what we are told is, hey, this is how we practice it. Is that how they practice it, not hand, handing it to the ref? We do, but I just think in the heat of the moment, like, you know, sometimes in the heat of the moment, you're not thinking that way. Yeah, it happens. Think, yeah, I mean, it happens. It really does. But um, it definitely probably won't happen again. Won't happen again. What is, it, what is it like for you to have such a successful season, but you can only do so much, right? And your, your team didn't ultimately succeed. Your team <clears throat> loses a home playoff game. Like, you're going to walk around today, and everybody's going to say how not only how talented you are, but what a great year you had. Yet your team did not see that success. How do you process that? Um, you know, I got to take accountability myself too, because I got to do more. I got to become uh, a better leader. I got to become a, a better player, so that way we can take that next step. You know, um, this is just one year. I got to do it again. 
What was what was it like when Dan Quinn said he was coming back? Oh man, it was so awesome, man. He texted me. I said, man, I, I heard that new play call in my head already. You know, it's our favorite blitz we got together. And he said, you got it, bro. He's like, man, I appreciate you so much, and I can't wait to fight with you again. I said, man, I'm so glad you had to come back, man. I could tell it's real. I love with you, man. And uh, now we're gonna be fighting with Q. What is it? What is it about him that that has that that makes you that draws you to him? Right. What, what is it? What is it about his personality and his coaching style? I think it's his honesty. It's his way that he knows how to talk to me. You know, he doesn't talk to me like he owns me. He doesn't talk to me like he's above me. He talks to me like a, a person. And also, he holds me to the standard that he knows I should be at. Like he doesn't let me settle for anything. If I come to a meeting without my notebook, hey, where's your notebook? You got your no- go get your notebook. Come on, we gotta make sure we're prepared. Uh, if I didn't have to practice, I wanted you to come to me like, hey, is there something going on? Like you didn't practice the way you usually practice. Those type of things to make sure I'm staying on point. And he holds me to that standard. I can't do nothing but appreciate it, and I don't get mad at it. Micah Parsons joining us. Um, I don't know if you know this, but. When you guys lose in the playoffs, it does feel like a lot. There's there's just a lot of haters for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. right? It's like a gut shot. It it but it it's it's almost like a national celebration. Um, what's that like from your side? You're like, man, what? Like what? I feel like I never did anything wrong. Like I'm like, man, why did he? But, but you do. But you do. You do feel it though, right? Yeah, I feel it all the way. It's it's sick. It's man. like you guys are Notre Dame. Notre Dame's like that. In co- like when Notre Dame loses, people, people or Alabama loses, yeah. people people celebrate. It's because we're top organization. I get it. But, hey, we got to prove them all wrong, though. Um, Rams and their defense, what do you like about it? Man, I like how they're ferocious to the ball. They're hungry. They're ball hungry. They, they're turnover savvy. Uh, they're pass rush, man. The pass rush with Vaughn and Aaron Donald, man, is cheating. And you still got Floyd. I mean, I mean, they're just solid all the way around. Yeah, um, I I think I mean they're amazing, and then you got Jalen Ramsey, obviously, who can who can lock some, lock yeah. some dudes up. Um, uh, I, Eric Weddle off the couch is going to be interesting playing. <laughs> <laughs> like he was on the couch, and now he plays Facts. in the in the in the two two biggest games. Um, what has to change organizationally for for the Cowboys to take that next step? Uh, I think the players we got to be more accountable, and we got to take that next step uh, personally of cleaning up the turnovers, firing up the details on our own. You know, we the coaches can only tell us, but we have to do it. How do you maintain this personality, right? Like everybody, come, lots, most dudes come in the league and they're great dudes and they're they're easy. But we tell you how big a star you are. You start doing ads. Some guys lose it, right? Some guys lose track of themselves. Mm-hmm. What keeps you level? Man, I, really, my son, man, and, and I just never forget where I came from. I came from nothing. Um, I don't really need to find her things now, man. I just live humbly and, you know, just, you know, just always live humble and always remember where you came from because those are things that got you where you are. And, you know, and God always say, as easy as I gave, the easier I could take away. So I always carry that in the back of my mind. All right. Well, listen, I did pass the challenge. Yeah, we owe you a gift card. So next time you're watching the football, um, we owe him uh, the gift card. Yeah. And then they're going to have a Spicy Lovers, and his son's going to have his own thing again. No, no, we'll, we'll have to have the Spicy now. Lovers. We can't, I, can't, I can't raise a son that's soft. Like, that's, a big, that's a big thing. Yeah, he's 12. He, he plays football. He can't be soft. He's going to have to do the challenge, too. He's definitely going to have to do the challenge. <laughs> he's going to do, have to do the challenge. Remember, that's the uh, – I ate the Spicy Double pepperoni, spicy. You got the spicy Hawaiian chicken. You got the spicy veggie. This spicy double pepperoni also has uh, has red peppers on it. And then you got to add in the fiery flakes if you really want to pass the challenge. Yeah. Of course, download the app. That's Pizza Hut. Care of Micah Parsons. Micah, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. 
Okay, let me get that um, some drink there because that spicy pizza was. Did you see how many flakes he put on my pizza? I know, quite a bit, quite a bit. Uh, Jay, they're they're gone now. The Pizza Hut and Mike. I see it, Mike. They see it. Why oh, they take, they're taking it? Why they take the pizza? They're, they're taking them? it away. Did you guys oh, see man. that move? So so here's what happened. They come in. The Pizza Hut guys come in. Like hey hey hey, you got to try this pizza. Wait wait wait. Wait till you're on air and try it. So we're starved here, and we were just about to order some food. And then Ramos, all of a sudden, they, 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 I mean, it's like a pork chop in front of a, a dog, right? So he feeds me a piece of pizza, which was delicious. A bit spicy because he put on, like, a pound of flakes on there. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we get talking, and I see the Pizza Hut guys walking away. That's going to the next radio stop. It's like Joe and the Hurricane right now is eating your half-eaten pizza. Joe and the Hurricane? <laughs> is that Local it, Tampa affiliate. Uh, yes. Yes, was that was that Collins thing? Was, uh, Collins said that about uh, about somebody in Oklahoma or something like Joe and the freight train or something like that. That's that, that's that's funny stuff. Uh, Justin Herbert's going to join me up coming next. Um, we've got to figure out how we get Jay Stu around the interview since there's that uh, you know he's got the restraining order against you. That's it's a little uncomfortable. Okay, you you know, but, but but we don't won't talk about it. Justin Herbert next hour. Comedian Anthony Anderson next hour, and we'll react to the trade deadline news next in the Doug Gottlieb show.